What's up, Athletes Podcast listeners? Holy Dinah, this 49th episode comes with a huge banger introduction because we're on day four of the AP Tour, and it's been the craziest, or I think legitimately the craziest week of my life. Um, Monday morning, Ian Singleton and I started driving up to Toronto with no athlete in Toronto, and we took some drone shots. We did. We created a cool promo video that's coming out later this week, but... We did a workout in Toronto. We got a text from Luke Gazdick. He's like, boys, we got, we got to do an episode. Let's do it. And so we did it. Posted on YouTube on Monday, 11 minutes. If you haven't seen it, go do it. But then we went and crushed beers with him on a patio in Toronto. Jack Astor's. Uh, no free ads, so yeah, hit us up later. But that's what we'll, we'll probably be doing our interviews because that episode is dropping right now. If you're listening to this podcast, you should go watch it on our YouTube channel. And it, holy dino, it was fun. We just had a blast. And you're going to listen to the audio version, but I, the amount of knowledge I gained from that hour-long conversation is something that I hope everyone listens to and enjoys. Um, and you know what? what? What else did we do? Tuesday morning, we worked out with Natalie Alport, and she actually kicked my butt. Um, I'm, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it was, uh, I made, made me realize I need to get back into shape. I uh, may not, might look good, but I need to work on my body weight exercises. And then Tuesday afternoon, Jeremy Hill just threw around the Frisbee with me. We talked about Ultimate. It's such a cool sport. I dove for the Frisbee, and I, I missed it a lot, the, the whole day, actually. Um, then what, what? Wednesday, we're in Quebec, and oh yeah, we we shoot the shit with Ryan Culkin. We play golf. We play nine holes. He he kills me there too. There seems to be a pattern here, guys. Um, and then Thursday, oh my God, yeah, we had an athlete bail. So what did we do? Go downtown Montreal. Same thing we did in Toronto. And then we worked out with Farm Athlete. If you haven't seen him on Instagram. Uh, he has 1.2 million followers, so you know what most people have seen him, and he's shredded. Um, uh, there's no other way to describe it. And he put me through a killer bodyweight workout, and I actually learned how to get a muscle up. It's crazy to see the progressions. That'll be coming out soon too. So I'm improving as an athlete. Ian Singleton is providing so much content to you guys. If you haven't seen it, check it out on our YouTube channel now. I hope you enjoy this episode featuring Luke Gazdick. Here we go. Hey guys, real quick here, before you watch this video, if you haven't seen episode one where Luke Gazdick takes us on a tour of his hometown, Toronto, Ontario, go click this button right here and you can watch it. This episode here, number two, we drink some brews with Gaz on his patio, Jack Astor's, right in downtown. We have an amazing time. We shoot the shit. Great time talking with this absolute stud. Beauty of a guy. Hope you enjoy. Cheers, Thank buddy. you for doing this. Yeah, no problem, no problem. The old school people in the game think it's going to come back that yeah. way. Where it's kind of going to do a 180 and come back to more toughness, more veteran. But I just can't see it happening. Um, they just want to protect their prospects. They want, they want everyone young. And um, yeah, like I told you earlier, like these kids come out and they're just ready to go. Yeah. They're, they're just like dialed in. Well, it's because the training starts so much earlier too. So guys like McDavid, guys, they've, they've been playing... 12 months out of the year. Legit, they don't for, take time off. For seven, eight years, I like know. they haven't stopped. And they don't play like 
baseball when they're 15 the way you did? There's no, there's no multi-sport kids anymore, really. It's like all hockey all the time, which is crazy to me. That's why guys, a lot of guys are getting injured, though, because they're spending, spending only doing that. hockey, right? Yeah, and they're right. like, your hips are getting fucked, your knees. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. I think, I think there's got to be eventually, and strength and conditioning coaches know what they're doing. Because they start deloading guys like once they get older, they yeah, start exactly. saying like, "I'm sure they probably were telling you like, you, know, you don't need to be in the gym every day." No, it's focus so. On it's, there's such a bigger focus on recovery, I yeah. think. And the the old coaches like hate hearing that because strength coaches want days off and coaches yeah. want days on. Like, coaches want to go hard and strength coaches want to you know pull back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's a constant um, constant struggle. But you're right. Like I see these kids in the gym, and my trainers got guys that are like seven eight years old and they're they're doing skill drills on the ice they do this you know whatever pp and you know they got you got stuff on the ice you got tires on the ice yeah. whatever it is but yeah these kids pump. are yeah these kids are doing drills that like i can't do right now like yeah. I mean, they're just buzzing around it's crazy they're like they're dominating hockey yeah, they're it's, everywhere it's insane and they got the young guys it's crazy how i did uh, i've done it a couple times they okay. um um yeah, we have. There's a good skate in the in the, in the West End that does it. Uh, Halsey's there with uh, Sam Gagne brought me out and you want to you want to get made looking silly there. Try doing that a practice there with Sam Gagne and uh, Taylor Hall and John Tavares. Man, I was just about ready to s- slap shot those things in the stands. Man. Um, yeah, but these kids are starting off with it. Like, I, don't, I just don't remember doing stuff like that at such a young age. Yeah. You know? I didn't start doing it until I was playing pro hockey. Right. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, man, these kids are just they're so good. Yeah. It's crazy. How was uh, BioSteel camp? BioSteel camp was cool. I actually trained there for the whole summer um, for like three, three or four years. So I'd spend my summer there, and then the camp was just, you know, our last week of the uh, um, up the training, but yeah. it was good, man. Um, a lot of good talent, and I know practices were really good. And then we had a really fun four-on-four game that we had a draft for and everything to finish it off. And okay. I always joke. I think the funniest thing though is we always had a, like a, a party on the last day. And that, no way. That, that was probably the most fun part of BioSteel. <laughs> was the um, the post uh, post camp party. You had uh, like nurses there, so you got. Because you got your boys with Nurse. Like, yeah, buddies with them. Good, good buddies with Darnell um, from Edmonton. And, yeah, we trained together. So when I was training uh, at BioSteel, everyone, you know, Tom Wilson, Mike Delzato, uh, Devo smith DJ. Mike Delzato, DJ now, hey? Yeah, he's actually legit. He's, still, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. uh, he's legit, man. Actually, was, I was sitting by his pool a couple weeks ago. He's got a nice house in Etobicoke, and he, was, he had his DJ stuff going. He's, he's the real deal, too. Yeah. Real nice cool. guy. That's fun about getting to, to train with these guys in the summer. You're so used to playing against them. I mean, I've played against DZ since I was 17 years old and junior. And um, now you get to train with them. You get to know them off the ice. And you get to know them a little better. Yeah. It's pretty cool getting to meet all these guys around the league. I'm still starstruck, man. I get, like, <laughs> starstruck by guys that are younger than me, guys that are my own age. Like, I like, see a guy walking in the dressing room to come skate with us. I'm like, shit, that's, like, so-and-so, you know? But I'm like... Was it like that when Connor walked in? You saw him for the first time, or was it different because he was so much younger? Yeah, he was so young, but yeah, it was probably crazy. It to was see him, like yeah. at 18 come in, and he's like, what? He was probably 160 pounds soaking wet at that point. I know, strong as an ox, though. Man. Really? Will outlift anybody in the gym. No way. Yeah, he's crazy. He's been what? training. He's been training with Gary since he was uh, with Gary Roberts since he was like. 14, 15, the guy can trap our deadlift like 600 pounds. Holy like, he'll outlift li- literally everybody in the gym. 
wow. his form is everything's like impeccable. He's a very strong kid. He just doesn't look like it. He doesn't uh, crazy. Yeah, he doesn't come off as being uh, being that uh, that strong presence. But man, he he lifts double whatever. Wow, hundred yeah, percent. That's wild. Yeah. So who was the your best buddy going through this whole process of being in the NHL, AHL? Like, you have one guy. Like, is Halsey your guy? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe someone's going to get mad if I don't mention <laughs> him. But, yeah, I, I developed a really good bond with Taylor. Yeah. Um, not just living together. We were both young. We were both single. Um, hung out a lot. And uh, he's just a really good dude, man. He gets, I don't want to say he gets a bad rap, but... Um, Maybe he comes off in the media as a little brash sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, but he's really down to earth, real nice guy, and, uh, you know, always took care of me, always good, yeah. always good dude, yeah. Well, you mentioned it in the last, like, last time we chatted about how he got that bad rub, and, you know, I think Edmonton was hard on him, too, because oh, yeah. fucking, there's a lot of expectations for that team, and he took a lot of the brunt, ended up getting traded away to New Jersey, like, their team ends up getting a draft pick, like, Man, and now he's going at Arizona, so he, like, he's getting tossed around. I, do you think he's going to end up staying in Arizona? I don't know. Because he's only got a year. He's, he's done, right? Yeah, he's done. I have an idea of what um, what I think is going to happen. but um, You're going to go with Darren Dreger insider yeah, again? Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll leave that until uh, July 1 or whenever it is, and I'll uh, let Halsey tell you his decision. But um, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get him on the Athletes Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll, be your, that'll be one of your next guests. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure what he's gonna do. I know, um, I know he, he wants to. He just wants to win, man. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a good situation for him, and uh, I don't think he's gonna go money chasing or anything like that. He just wants to win, and just wants to be in a good situation, good coach, good teammates. All that. I think that's the most you can ask for. At his point in his career, he's you know approaching 30. Yeah. Hasn't uh, played a ton of playoff hockey. I'm sure he just wants to get after get after it a little bit. Yeah. You know? It's true. I feel like that's how Connor feels, and he's only 23, 24. Yeah, those guys are having a tough go at Edmonton right now. I feel, I feel for them. It's not an easy place to play when you're losing too. Um, it's hard to be out and about in the city when um, when you're when you're not winning, and especially with the bubble city being there too. I'm sure right. they have really high expectations. Like, and, man, that would be so cool. Like they're in the right, they're in the right direction, man. They have, yeah, they have the right pieces. They just got. You, know, you can say that about anyone. They just got to add a couple things, but they truly just need a couple tweaks. They have a good coach there. And need a tendy. Yeah, maybe they get a goaltender, you know, and just see what happens. But at the end of the day, man, if you have Connor, you're always in a position to win. You're always going to be in a position to win. You have the best hockey player he's like, in the world. He's the best by a long shot. I know. I, I, I thought I mentioned that before, but he, he literally is. He, like, it's crazy. I think, I think he's up here, and uh, there's a couple guys like... I used, to, I used to think it was Sid. Like yeah. I, I still Sid Sid's incredible, but um, Sid McKinnon's a guy that's emerged from me over the last couple of years. Has been bubble like, even absolutely electric to watch. And I tried to hit him one game, and he absolutely flattened me. No way. Strong as hell, on the ice. <laughs> um, but I, I put I put Connor here, and then like everyone else, just a couple notches down. You it's know? like he's the 99 on NHL, and the rest of the yeah. guys are 96, <laughs> 95. Right? Like legitimately, that's the only way. Because there's no one that can touch him speed-wise. Yeah. Hands are disgusting, and he's he gets he's strong too. Like he everything he does, he does at full speed, at high speed, and he's got the finish. He's got the uh, he's got the ability. But yeah, the speed is like something you've never seen. And he tries to shit in games. Like so, when I was playing there, um, he does this shit on a daily basis in practice. Like, and he does stuff that he would never try in a game. But 
Um, like, in practice, he's yeah, this shit? and, like, he would, like, I feel like he felt bad for our D sometimes, too, because <laughs> he would just, like, he would just be whizzing by these guys, and he, he truly, like, if we were, like, doing, a, I don't know, a neutral zone regroup or something like that, like, where I had to, like, back into his speed, I was just like, man, I feel so bad for these D-men, I gotta play against this kid. I just go active stick and just try not just to look, wave at him yeah, as he not, goes by. Try not to look stupid, but <laughs> no, nah, man, just seeing it every day and getting to live with him too, just like picking his brain on a, on a nightly basis. Yeah. He's obviously like he's, he he watches hockey all the time, but really, yeah, picking his brain here and there, asking him about certain things is, is definitely pretty cool to hear his point of view, you know. Well, and he's just he's one of those guys like you never see him in the media doing anything bad. It's just dialed in 24-7. Just like that's what you right. have, that's yeah. the way you have to be at yeah. that level, right? Like, yeah, he doesn't make uh, doesn't make too many mistakes on or off the ice. Uh, he's a pretty, pretty reserved guy. That's um, not easy to do. I know. It's, you know who does a good job? Sid does it. I, it's I think, true. I think he he's learned a lot from Sid watching, yeah. like watching him come up, watching his interviews and all that, all that stuff. And, um, both just quality class acts, and yeah. like I said, not a lot of not a lot of bad coming from from those. And there's so much pressure that like Connor's had this since what he's like 15 years old. Everyone's been saying he's the next oh, yeah. great thing, right? So for the last 10 years of his life, he's been this highly decorated player that now has so much pressure he's in the spotlight 24/7. He's probably sick of it. I would imagine so. Like, um, like here we, I'm looking for it, and he's getting all of it. <laughs> I know. It's. I, I think he's just become accustomed to it. Yeah. You know, I think those guys just, uh, and playing in a Canadian city even more so too, is just adding to it. And everywhere you go, uh, it's just an absolute circus. And I think it just becomes part of the like part of your lifestyle. You know? Why do this? Why does the states not love hockey as much? Because you've played in both, so why is it that the U.S. is so? I think it just gets saturated from other sports. Uh. Um, like there's towns that are baseball first, there's towns that are football first, and what I was remember, bigger in San Diego? Um, is it what, baseball? They love the Padres. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they love their Padres. But like I said, San Diego first in um, in attendance in attendance in the league. Sorry, um, we were getting like ten thousand a night, man. That's so legit crazy. for an eight, like. But, I mean, you go to different places. Like, I played in Texas, and I remember when we were playing in Austin, we wouldn't get fans until about January because uh, Friday night there was high, high, high school football. Okay. They drew more fans than we did. Like, double the, <laughs> they drew double the fans that we did. Oh. When we sold out, they had, like, 10,000, 15,000 fans a night for a high school football game. It's Texas. Saturday, the UT played, the Longhorns played. Yeah. So no one's watching hockey when the, when the Horns are playing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have... You know, they like the Cowboys and, uh, you know, whatever Houston's team is called. I can't think of Houston's team right now. But, um, yeah, it just football comes first. Other sports came first. But once you start getting these people out to a hockey rink and you get them live to a game, it changes their whole perspective on it. I think it's just hard for them to listen or to, you know, watch it on TV. Tune in on TV. It happens really fast on TV. If you don't know the rules and stuff, um, but when you're at a game watching it live, man, and you get to see physicality and the speed and the strength it's pretty it's one, it's one of the most electrifying sports and a oh, lot of people yeah. struggle seeing the puck no joke my Ooh, mom my, my mom legitimately for the first 10 years of her life so she needed glasses she didn't know this until then but she was like why do people watch this sport it's ridiculous there's five guys on each team skating back and forth She's like, what the fuck's the point of this? And she's like, then she got glasses. She's like, oh, there's a puck. Oh, they're, yeah, they're just chasing around. <laughs> a bunch of grown men chasing yeah. around a little black rubber puck on the ice. Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre um, concept for a sport, but that's why we love it, eh? 
Dude, it's the best. Yeah, it's great. It's the best. You can't beat it. Plus, you get to have beers after games. It's the best part, isn't it? It is. That's why we're here. Right now, I'm like, I don't want to say it. I'm Raptors bandwagon at all, because I've been watching them since I was a kid. But, yeah, yeah. Um, over They're the last solid. couple years, watching Raps basketball is so much fun. Do you think I'd get another one? I'll do, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah in three, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, watching Raps basketball and like all the shit's on right now. The Jays are back, hockey's back, so there's always something to watch. The yeah. bubble hockey's been a lot better than I expected it. So, to yeah, be. that's what I was curious at. I, I thought about asking you that. Like, what do you think of being in the bubble with the like artificial sound coming in? Like, those are, it would be weird as a player. I know, I know it would definitely be super weird as a player. I, I use the crowd and the building to, to hype me up, to, to get me in your role that's for how, sure. That's how I get my adrenaline. Yeah. It's almost like I have to force adrenaline, but um, the, uh, the building just amplifies you. And um, I don't know how they're doing it right now, but they are. Yeah. Um, when they came out hot, like I remember the round robin games, like people were like, holy shit, these guys are playing because it's yeah. playoff hockey. And, you know, I think a lot of people as fans didn't really know what to expect from bubble hockey and yeah. they, the boys came out flying. They are buzzing right now. Right? And, uh, you know, you said it, you said it perfectly like that. Every game and every series has just got better and faster and the hockey's so good. I watch these teams, uh, like Vegas, Colorado is putting on a show right now and, um, uh, it's just they've done a really good job and I think like everything from from down to like you said like crowd doors and everything I, I, I thought it was gonna be awkward and you know yeah you know not uh, not genuine but uh, it's been super entertaining to be honest who's your who's your pick to win it let's get Luke Gazdick's hot take uh, For, from I, on the athletes podcast I, I like um, I like Vegas yeah yeah Fucking taking they're, down my knuckleheads eh? they're uh, yeah, taking down your knuckies. Uh, they're just the most well-rounded team I've seen. They're so fast, deep. they're creative, they're they're well coached. They have an unreal goalie, and they have uh, like probably the best depth out of any out of any team. And every time I see them play, they're just they play the game the right way. Man. Yeah, they literally just they're physical and they just do the right things every game. It's yeah. pretty freaking cool. It is cool. Well, and it's man, I think they got robbed last year, so there's a bit of piss in their vinegar too with the fact that yeah, they're, true. they're fired up from yeah. that, right? Um, the Canucks have looked good too, though, man. Like, I, so young. So, yeah, they're going to so be good. I'm so be fired good. up yeah, for the next yeah, five years. Yeah. I got my PD jersey in the back of the car right now. I'm going to be wearing that Tuesday night. Tomorrow night in, uh, where will it be? Montreal? Man, I'm fired up for that one too because I get to watch that game. I'll probably. What is it, 3 1 right now? Yeah. <laughs> they're in hey, there. I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, though, okay? So, yeah, they've, you know done, they've surprised the hell out of me, to be honest. Patterson's unreal. Disgusting. And they've made some great acquisitions, but I played against that team in the minors. A couple of those guys there with Travis Green, who's their head coach in Utica. Yeah, yeah. He's always had those guys playing, uh, yeah. playing hard, and I know. Goddad, Vertanen. I played against all those guys in the yeah. minors, and. Um, I know he takes a focus, a huge focus on conditioning. I know their training, mm. their training camp is like legit. Yeah, it's 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 not easy, not not an easy one to get through. It's good to and know. I know he works, uh, he works them pretty hard. Okay. So, and you can see it on the ice, man. They never stop. Yeah. They're little dogs out there. It is. That's what's making them exciting to watch. So I grew up watching them. It was like 05, 06. It's like Naslin, Bertuzzi, Morrison, Morrison Matthias Olin, all those Sopel, guys. Yeah, Brent Sopel, right? Oh Dan Cluche. Yeah, so those boys. And Dan Cluche with that mask, right? That old school home. Don't even get me started on it. 
Dude, that guy would go those, down in the splits hey, every those, single shot. I swear to God, it didn't matter where it was hey, coming from. Those uh, those old jerseys too, the blue and uh, the blue and ugly. Like, you don't like those? No, ugly. Oh, you loved them? Every time I see it, I think Todd Bertuzzi. I, yeah, I, I like. love Todd Bertuzzi growing up. He was my the West Coast Express man. He was my. Uh, yeah, but he that team, like, Brendan Morrison, Naslin, and Bertuzzi, that line was so dirty because yeah, they had everything. Yeah. Naslin yeah. would score. Bertuzzi would put anyone. He was the definition of a power forward. He was the OG for me, power forward. Like, right? he was the guy I had pictures on my wall of being like, this guy will beat the wheels off you, and then he'll score 20 goals in a year as well. And yeah. we'll play on your first line or your fourth line. He's the modern-day Tom Wilson. That's a good one, yeah. But yeah, that's good, a, actually right? a pretty like, good comparison. I was gonna say Lucic, but uh, I think they're similar, just yeah. left-handed versus right. Yeah, yeah, you're right? exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so I, man, I grew up watching that team, and you know they never made it. 2011, the Sedin Twins, they're playing against Boston. They got the long going net. They got like they got the pieces there. And they fucking lose in Game Seven. They get shut out. Team oh, no, they riots. Got, they got shut city, out city blows up. City's in flames. We get bad rep for that for the rest of our life. I would have bet my career earnings up till that point, which was only one year, that uh, <laughs> that they would have coming back home for Game Seven. Every home, every I was home. going for them too, dude. I was like, I was, I was like, this would be awesome. Cups coming back to Canada. Right. You got to think they're going home. There's no way they lose. And every team, every shit, game. I probably would have rioted too if I was a fan. Right. I, yeah. Every game had been won by the home team until Game Seven, and then Lou let, lets in four. Bobby Lou. Bobby Lou. That was a good squad too. They were unbelievable. It was yeah. a President's Trophy winning team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then dropped off. So I was like, okay, well, you know. I, I had some dog years where I was just, and it, I, I moved couple, out east coast, so I was like, fuck, I, I didn't get an excuse to have not you watch games. Um, have you developed uh, a liking for any uh, east coast team over here? Any Canadian east coast team? So my ex had those platinum seats at Leaf Games, so I, I was fortunate enough to watch a couple there. Um, but it, man, that um, atmosphere uh, hum, isn't hum, the same. Humble brag, plat, platinum seats. <laughs> Keyword my ex. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Keyword. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. We don't need to get into that one. Uh, but uh, so I got you know, I got in there, watched that. But you know, the Leafs are, they got three guys making all their money, so that's that's a tough form, formula to work with. First of all, just right off the hop. Honestly, I love I love watching Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They, uh, Rob Brendamore is an incredible coach. They, uh, like I said about Vegas, they play the right way. Yeah. Um, and on a consistent, like on a consistent plane all the time is what I respect about them. Mm -hmm. They don't have a prototypical superstar. Yeah. Uh, but even I didn't get to play against the Rob Brendamore, but just watch. I, I would be a nightmare to play them in a seven-game series. Yeah. Like I'm, I was hoping they they uh, made it past Boston, but. Um, they, they, they're going to be a force for a couple of years here, especially with Rod the Bod. Right. Like he's got them dialed in yeah. every, every night, man. And I think you can see how much more it means to them that they're battling for him every, like every game. They want to win for him. It seems like they love him there. So I think he trains with them. He grinds. Like he, know, he's in the gym. So I, who did I? I played in a Buffalo Sabres corporate challenge tournament. It was called last year. And basically, the teams pay or donate X amount of money, then they get linked up with an alumni of the Sabres, play with them. So I got linked up with Niagara Falls because they just asked me they needed attendees, so I went and played with them. Stood on my head. That was a humble play. But uh, you play goalie? Yeah, I'm attendee. I know. Get out on shot. I know. We're gonna I get out there. We should have. 
I, we should have talked about that long. Like, that should have been one of the first things. I didn't know that. I'm tendy, man. Why do you think I'm so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> They're all a little different, eh? I don't know. You didn't think I was that crazy until you knew. Right yeah, there. now I'm like, ah, oh, a couple things now are making sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> so I got paired up with, fuck, I can't remember his name. He's the new GM for the Sabres. Um... Adams, Kevin Adams. Oh, Kevin Adams. I was just about to say, I was like, I should know this. Kevin Adams. So he is crazy. Unbelievable guy. From from Buffalo? I think he's from Buffalo. Stand-up human being. Just incredible guy. He gave it. He was just like, you know, our team, so we shared the dressing room with them, whatever. And he didn't really say too too much early, but we ended up playing in the final of our group. Lost it, so you know we'll start off with that context. But he stayed in there. He's like, man, when we were playing, because he was on that Carolina Hurricanes team, which or sorry, on the Sabres, Hurricane Sabres, beers are getting to me. He was playing in the finals against Edmonton. He was on, on uh, Carolina, Carolina yeah. with Rod Brindamore. Uh, Two thousand six. Correct. Yeah. So seven game series. Yeah, Carolina Edmonton. So they they're in Carolina. They lose game six badly. They got outplayed. They played like shit. And they're like, you know, no one goes home expecting to win the cup. They don't want to. They want to win the cup at home, essentially, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and Rob Brendamore came in after the game and basically gave a freaking dynamite speech to the whole team. He said, "Boys, this is at this is game. This is game six. Oh, this game is after six, game yeah. six. They yeah, get yeah. pumped. So they say, you know, no one grows up, you know, playing hockey in their backyard and expecting to win game six. Like it's, it's not climactic. That's not exciting. No one wants to do that, right? So, so they had brought all their. So it was in Edmonton Game Six. So they were like, ah, oh, they brought all their families out, all that crap, to win, to try and you know, if they win in Game Six, they're gonna win the cup. So all the families are out there, blah blah blah. blah. They come out, they're super disappointed because they lost. All the guys come out of the dressing room fired up because they got this interview with, they got this one-on-one yeah, combo with Rod, basically saying, you know what, boys, we're gonna go back and win this at home. That's what they did, right? So and that's what you dream about: Game Seven, Stanley Cup Finals, winning it at home. Kind of, I got a little chills there too. That's that's pretty cool. Well, because you're right. Like I had the rink in my backyard um, growing up that my dad made, and it's always Game Seven, double overtime. You're scoring the winning goal, right? right? Yeah. That's the, that's what it's all about. And to be able to win it on your home rink too uh, would be pretty electric. You know, I was pulling for the oil hard there. I watched uh, that game in my neighbor's fucking. Uh, I talked to Alice. Alice Hemsky was my teammate in Edmonton when, uh, oh, when yeah. I was a rookie. And he said that they won game, I don't know what, what game it was. It might have been six. And he lived on White Ave. White Ave um, yeah, they did win game in, six. In Edmonton. Um, and he said he, uh, people knew where he lived. They knew his building. And uh, he couldn't get out of his car. He said, like, they flooded the whole, like, the streets. Every, every game, every night, it was, like, minus 40. <laughs> And they like, oil country. Yeah, oil country, baby. Uh, I mean, it wasn't minus 40 at the time. It's just cold all the time there. Yeah. Um, but he said it was just the craziest experience. And I'm hoping it uh, goes back to Edmonton at some point. I think those guys, those, that city deserves something at some point. Man, with Leon and Connor, like, you've got to think. You're if in a position every, the... like, you're, every night. You're in a position to win, man. Every year. So you're going to plot five holes between the two of them. I think people are realizing now, uh, Leon was a rookie when I was, that was my third year. He, second year, he was a rookie. 
And I mean, we could see it, but I don't think people realize how good he is. I think they do now. He's going to win. Yeah. The, he should win the Hart Trophy this year. Ah, yeah, he should win the Hart Trophy this year. I don't. Even, I only said that because I don't know who else. Was, was it? Yeah, I don't, it, I don't know. Did it already two, get announced? I don't know who the other two people are. Uh, yeah, they, definitely. They yeah, already, it's, like, it's like him and Kucherov and uh, somebody else. I don't know. Fuck, I should know this. Um, but uh, I think people are realizing now how good he is. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible talent, and what I really like about Leon even more is he's an unreal kid. Really? So, like, he's a good teammate, good kid, works his, works his uh, tail off. and um, From Cologne, and Germany. From German boy, Biz, man. Biz thought he, uh, thought he was trying to make his own Cologne with oh him. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> funny, eh? How much of a meat has his Paul piece at? Man, I've known Biss for a while. He, I think he kind of plays that personality off a little bit. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, he's a smart guy. Like I was, he's we were brilliant. talking about, we were talking about creating content, and um, it's pretty cool what he's done, like on a daily, yearly, and daily basis. He's got so many things on the go right now. I got a wasp in this beer here. Trying um, to get into one. Uh, the wasp wants to join the join the party. Uh, <laughs> he's on the camera. <laughs> um, Biss has been doing this like. Like started off social, and now he's got the pod, and he's doing radio for for the Oats. He's got a lot of things going. NHL's working yeah, with him. Dude, he's Budweiser, Budweiser. Like, yeah, man, he's got like I, I can only smart. imagine that guy's day from when he gets up to when he goes to bed. It's probably just like boom, boom, boom. Um, I'm hoping I can get to a point, you know, in my life where. This Where is I'm the doing, start right here. We're gonna start. Yeah, you're first, getting comfortable with yeah. the content, and now we're firing it. Yeah, we're gonna get up, play around the golf up there. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah, here. we'll do a part two. We'll go to the house for part two. Yeah. Um, but it's something I've wanted to get into. You know, yeah. the, the content side of it, maybe even broadcasting. You never know. It's just con this whole COVID thing, right? It's yeah. throwing a wrench in everything. Everyone yeah, yeah. kind of just got put into a standstill with playing and. Not saying I'm retiring. No, yeah. Our, the dreaded R word. I'm not. Uh, I'm not there yet. But um, just gotta look at exploring everything right now, man. Have an open mind for it. Well, I think one of the things that you've got going for you is the fact that you're articulate as hell. Considering, like, so this is not just me, like, you know, stroking you off because we're side by side, looking at Jack Astors in Toronto, but like, legitimately. From the athletes that I've spoken to, we're almost 50 episodes in on the athletes yeah. podcast, and like, legitimately, you're the one of the most well-spoken guys that we've talked to, folks in general, people in general that we've talked to, and like, articulate. You know the sport, you played it, you come from a position. It reminds me of like a guy like Kevin Bieksa now, who's yeah. coming in like Sportsnet. People love him. I know. People are raving about him. He's great on the screen. I was just hoping he'd stroke me off for a little more. But that was nice to. Uh... <laughs> I was like, keep going. This is nice. Yeah. I'm getting a nice confidence. He's like, oh, getting, uh, I'm starting to blush. Confident, <laughs> confidence boost here. Um, no, but that's always. I think that's a that's a, a perception and a persona. Um, generally, not just with tough guys. With, yeah, with tough guys and hockey players is, uh, you know, we're just big dummies. Can't you know? Can't talk. Can't mm. speak. You know, a macho man, caveman. Like, yeah. And then you open your mouth and you start talking, and you're like, shit, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always taken pride in it. Um, and like you said, if it's broadcasting that I fall into, I try that. And um, there's definitely players that just have an act for it. And uh, I definitely like to give it a, a go. At some you gonna keep the beard? I probably wouldn't take the gig if they told me. <laughs> to. Yeah, it stays. I was, this is just. This is, I I just had this trimmed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you had a good quarantine yeah. one going. Yeah, it um, it was getting a little out of control. Was it? Yeah, I have a barber here in Toronto, just down the street. Um, you want to give him a shout out right now? 
Yeah, Patrice, the forum barber parlor. Um, cuts a bunch of hockey players. Really, he's nodding his head, he knows. <laughs> um, predominantly, uh, PK Subban was his uh, was his first hockey guy, so I've been going there for years. And not I, a big deal. I, not a big deal. He cuts uh, cuts a bunch of players, and I just don't get my hair cut or trim anywhere else. Fair enough. So, I might uh, have to go there. When he's uh, when he's not cutting, I'm not getting cut. Fair enough. So, Man, I'm just embracing the the long hair currently right now. It's great, dude. Yeah, you gotta, I love it. You, like you, you probably had to battle through a bit of that in between where it's not waiting Quar- yet. Quarantine, quarantine <laughs> yeah, was exactly. a blessing in disguise for me, dude. You have no idea. I, I was know. like, you know, for three months there, I was chilling. I'm like, I'm saving money on the pod. Did we do? Yeah, did we do a lot. Did we do? Vi- we did video. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. Dude, I didn't, wasn't I sure would, it was just audio. No, I was also. 20 pounds heavier and yeah, had you're looking hair. trim right now. I had to trim down the AP tour, man. I had to, you got to look good for it. Hey? I got to look good for it. You know, we'll see <laughs> pictures a week later. We're gonna be yeah. after boozing on the patio. It could be a little different, but uh, I know I should tell the, I should tell the camera that Dave wanted to. Dave wanted to take me for a workout, and I, I wanted to go have beers. <laughs> I'm so, okay with the option. So I, I think I, I won. I, I won the. Uh, the, cheers, the location. Cheers to you winning. Yeah, you okay. know what? I'll well, take this any day of the week. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Just not to play there. Hey? Just not playing there, but I always, uh, always love going there. You get a little, you can get a little trouble there. Vertanen's exposed the sh- that. The shitty uh, part about uh, places like that is we never stayed over. Oh, so because you're too we, far? Yeah, we'd come the night before, and you know, you go for a nice dinner in the city, whatever you're doing. Nicest road hotel in the league by far. Where, where was that? Where'd you stay? The, uh, pack, the Pacific Rim, the Fairmont Pacific yeah. Rim. It was one of these hotels where you like, you literally open the door and like the blinds open, the lights slowly come on. I'm like, wow, this is the NHL, this is so bad. <laughs> um, I'm like, this is National League Hotel, but you know, you drop your stuff. Um, Shower up, take your suit off, get a pair of jeans on, and um, get your crew. We had like a dinner crew that we always, yeah, yeah. you know, we'd always go for dinner with me and Halsey and Nuge, Schultze, uh, Sammy Gagne. Um, and you don't really get anyone. Maybe you have a couple glasses, maybe a couple bottles of wine at dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing too crazy though. Um, but we never got to stay over like the night after and do that thing. We just come right back to Edmonton. You never so got to there. stay at the Roxy. You have a night out at the Roxy. I might, I might have oh. snuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one or two times. Yeah. Everyone knows I what, know the, what Roxy. the Roxy is. Everyone knows what the Roxy. I know what the Roxy is, yeah. but uh, I can't comment on it anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's got a broadcast career to work maybe, right now. Maybe if I was a healthy scratch the next game, I'd you'd, you'd, just, you'd just dabble. A couple, couple extra, but uh, yeah. nothing nothing crazy. Um, but, yeah, those those cities, that, that and Winnipeg, we never got to stay in, but I didn't want you don't want to stay in Winnipeg. <laughs> no one wants. No to one stay. wants to stay overnight in Winnipeg. That is a tough place to be. <laughs> I think the same thing for, um, yeah, same uh, like Calgary. Any, any city that was close, we were always coming right back. Yeah. Which was kind of shitty, but then you know you go to LA and we could stay in LA, or we go to New York and we'd stay in New York for four days or something like that. And tough life, eh? Man, I was living the dream. I was uh, 23 and single and. Um, that's the key. Uh, yeah, that, the key is the the word single is key. Um, no, 23 and single and um, playing in the NHL, man, living 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 the life. And I literally had to pinch myself at times, just skating at Madison Square Garden and you know these buildings, skating at the Bell Center and um, getting to play at home in Toronto. And I'm skating around the rink um, during warmups and. 
you know, going to play Pittsburgh and, you, and then looking across the ice at Cindy Crosby and Gary Malkin and Crystal Tang and Mark Andre Fleury and they've won two cups already and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, shit, yeah. this, is, this is wicked. Like, and I had to tell myself not to be starstruck. Um, got caught out there for an icing with Sid with that big line one time and I almost <laughs> pissed myself, dude. Um, yes, please. So one of the best posts on your Instagram is you pointing at a screen that had the lineup for yeah. this. With Ovechkin. With Ovechkin, you know. It's <laughs> funny because I was actually telling my dad that. I was like, these three lines here are three lines I'm not allowed to play. <laughs> Shitty on the road because they get last change, but if Ovi jumps over the boards, if I'm skating around and I see Ovi whip by me, I know that I probably shouldn't be out there. <laughs> I, I, I got I to change. That's an automatic coach is screaming. Sid was the same way. Like, coaches never had to tell me that, but shit, if I'm in the, if I'm in the D zone and I see Ovi on his off wing, I'm... I just, I might just change right there. Yeah, just, just <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're in the offensive quick, zone, yeah. you gotta get off the yeah, ice. Quick, Bad change. Quick beeline to the bench and yeah. uh, try not to get a quick minus there. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I was playing against these guys on a daily basis. Rip, Ovi was another one too. I remember him ripping around in warm up. He goes 100 miles an hour in warm up. Yeah, you would have played against him when you're in New Jersey. A, a bunch, lot, right? yeah. yeah. Washington was a team I played against a lot, um, especially when I went over to Jersey. Yeah. Um, but Ovi was a guy too where um, a lot of these guys look bigger on TV. Mm. Ovi was massive. Really? Massive, dude. Like my size, thicker than me. And I've never seen a guy shoot the puck. Like I've, I've never seen a, a puck come off the tape like Alex Ovechkin. Man, it's off his stick and it's in the net before you, you don't even know what's happened. And it's funny, like, we watch those power plays where they're like, he's just standing on the side. You're like, why don't you just put a guy there? You're like, because if you put a guy there, he's just going to pass to the next guy. Like, yeah, they yeah, had John Carlson, they got Backstrom and all these guys. But um, he just, he shoots the puck and he plays like no one else. And he ran me over right in front of the bench. Um, and I, 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 chir- I think I threw a little chirp at him and he looked at me and said, you want me to sign this stick for you, kid? <laughs> And I was like, kind of, yeah. I'll take it, yeah. yeah. Do you mind? Like, I was like, dude, I was just gonna ask give it, after give, the game. Yeah, give it to I guess the, currently it's Give fine. it to the trainer, but if you want to just do it right now, I'm cool with that. It'll just save me asking the trainer later, right? <laughs> no, but it was it was always playing against guys like that where I put it into perspective, you know, where you're like, shit, I made it, man. Like, yeah. I made it. And yeah. to get to do that for the better part of four years, I mean, I played pro hockey for, I have played pro hockey for 11 years, but to get to do that for... Um, for four years in the best league in the world. Um, it's pretty freaking cool. Legit. freaking I love cool. It. I love it. And this is the best part is telling, telling stories. And yeah. People like to live vicariously, like, you know, dip, you know, didn't get to play pro or played hockey and didn't make it that far. And you get to sit back and guys can ask you questions. And, you know, what's this guy like? And what was it like playing here? What was your favorite spot to play? Um, and and I, I will literally sit and talk about it for hours. And I have no... Um, I had no qualms. I got no, no res- reservations on, on on telling any story. Well, PG for the most keep, part. PG we'll for the it. most part. We'll keep PG <laughs> until the camera comes off. Then I'll tell you the good ones. We've already heard the, some of them. <laughs> filled filled them in on a couple, but um, yeah, you can sit down and just shoot the shit and tell stories and. The, it's the best part. The hockey community is so amazing in that sense, and the fact that guys are just. They're just enjoying it, right? Because there's so many guys that take it too seriously. You can see it on my face right now how much I love it. Like, yeah. Um, my body's just not there anymore. I'm, I'm 
get, getting older, hockey-wise, getting older. Yeah. Um, but the hockey community is a cool thing. I had a bit of a, a little bit of a disdain for coaches and management here and there. Um, but but the the boys, I know everyone says the boys, the boys. But literally, the boys are the reason that kept me coming to the rink every day. And the, I don't know the, the friends you meet and shit like that. Guys that call me years after playing and just say, hey, you know what's going on? How you doing, man? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, I went out for um, went out for some food and some beers with uh, with an old teammate with Taylor Hall yesterday and. Um, it's just nice getting to sit down and just revisit the old times and revisit some stories. It's, uh, it's what it's all about, man. Well, when you said uh, you weren't going to be available today and I saw that story go up, I'm like, fuck, man. This guy's, this guy's priorities. <laughs> He's got beers. Mike, maybe I'll just say, hey, let's go to Jack Ashton's and get beers. And I know. That was a selling point. That, I would have been like, yeah, what time? Just give me a time. <laughs> they open at 11, uh, but the girl said she'd let me in at 1045 <laughs> if you really want to go earlier. Yeah. I mean, I... Um, <laughs> I wasn't uh, I wasn't looking to, to get on the ice or uh, to get back in the gym, but like I said, I don't want to make myself look like an like an alky. Buddy, but you you make it's, you're making me look small right now, and you haven't been in the gym all quarantine. Uh, I'm, look at me, like you've been going what twice a week here. Yeah, I've been grinding couple, every day. A couple times here. This and guy's there. still making me look small. Bullshit. Still got uh, <laughs> still got a good diet, and you know you can mix a couple of these in every now and then. The Jays are on TV right now. And it's carbs. It's a nice day out. It's yeah, carbs. This is good, uh, good quality. Car- I, I talked about my diet with Gary Roberts. And yeah. We, me and Gary would always battle because uh, I told him I, I'm, on the weekend I like my beers. When I wasn't training, I he said, okay, just have a couple. And I said, yeah, these, these are my complex carbs right here. This, yeah. is, this is what it's all about. As long as you have two, not 12. That's the goal, right? Spitting chiclets, they were talking. I think they had, is it pronger? It's some an older a vet on, and they were talking about the fact that you know one of their their trainers would say, you know, just have you know a couple, keep it down, keep the keep your numbers low, and just don't have 24 in a night. And you know, what? that was literally Gary's thing to me. Not just to me. I don't want to make it sound like I'm a freaking alcoholic here, but on Fridays he'd be like, buds, just go out, have one or two Mill Street Organics. Make sure they're from the bottle. Don't drink them out of the can. He's crazy. He did no no beer out of a can, no draft beer. Oh. Make sure it's out of the bottle. And make sure you don't drink 10, buds. You don't, <laughs> nobody needs 10 beers, you'd say. Like, shit, every now and then you do, but... Yeah. Okay, so, okay, Robs, okay. So the bottle's healthier. You heard yeah, it here this, first on the Athletes this was, podcast. This was Gary. Like, Gary was so specific to the point where if you were drinking a beer, he, it had to be out of a bottle. Like... This guy was interesting. This guy was so dialed and he was just so regimented. It was, it was cool like being around him on a daily basis. And I would ask him questions every day and say, "Buds, stop asking me." I'd ask him like ten. I'd be working out. He'd be like, "Go work out. Stop. <laughs> Leave me alone." I wonder why the bottle. So Mac Lemon, who was on the pod earlier, he's like episode, I don't know, twenty something. I can't remember. But he trains, or he was one of Gary Roberts' trainers. Yeah. Um, so he's partnered with Body Logics now. But he's talking about, you know, we had a we had a night in St. Catharines where we had some fun a couple of weeks ago. But he works, and I'm I'm always interested to figure out, you know, what the balance is for athletes because it used to be that, you know, guys 20 years ago would go out and get obliterated, and they didn't give. There was no training. It was like, it was go crazy. have beers the night before. You come back, you'd be hungover. I saw a memo for training camp in from like 198, the Leafs in like 19, I don't know, 85, let's say. Something yeah. Like that. And it was like, you must be able to do 25 push-ups. 
10 pull-ups and you have to run a mile in like 10 minutes. Now it's like... Five got, times. Yeah, five. now you got to run five miles and if you don't do it in like 18 minutes, like yeah. you're not allowed to come on the ice. <laughs> And you have to do, you know, 150 push-ups, every single fitness test in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then after all that's done, you got to go on the ice and perform. Yeah, and now we're going to go play five on yeah, five. Now we're going to go scrimmage and play a million exhibition games, which I think is the biggest joke. We play like 12 exhibition games. Um, it's, it's changed, yeah, and it's almost looked down upon. Now this is, this is kind of old school. Like um, even just going out for beers, a lot of, a lot of young players in the league um, – it's predominantly, you know, sure. playing a lot of video games and yeah, yeah. Um, staying home. There's yeah. not, the, the, not, I'm not just saying alcohol as well. It's it's more of this social. I feel like hockey's lost that social aspect. Yes. You know, where social aspect for me, it's it's going out for dinner on the road. You don't if you don't have to drink if you don't want to. I don't care. Like um, we're gonna have a bottle of wine, but um, at least you know going out for dinner with your teammates or. My favorite was post game or sort post practice lunch. Mm. I used to love leaving the rank and say, "Boys, where are we going for lunch? Like, let's go sit on a patio." And like I said, you know, we're not drinking. We just like yeah, yeah. let's go out to eat. Let's Refuel. go hang out. And guys were just in and out of the rink. All like not not everybody, but a lot of guys are just they come, they do their work, and they leave. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But it's just lost a lot of its uh, social aspect. The only social that players get is you know playing. Playing Fortnite or playing, yeah. you know, Warzone. Fucking uh, Patrick Line. I mean, I, I like playing. I like playing video games, like just like the rest of the boys. But I don't go home and play it for yeah. six hours every single day and stay up all night playing it. These kids walk in, they got bloodshot eyes. They look like they slept for an hour. I said, "What are you doing?" Oh shit, man! I was playing Warzone until new, four. New update on. I was Warzone. playing Warzone four in the morning. I got two dubs. I'm like, well, we got practice in like an hour, and you can't open your eyes. Like, that might be worse than being hungover and going out all night. Yeah, honestly, like hundred percent it would be. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's changed in that sense, and um, that's why I still I love that veteran presence. I love being a vet on the team, and I, I love. I don't, I'm not saying I don't like the young guy. I love the young guys, but. Hang out with your vets and the guys that have been doing it and battled for years and years. Like I'm, I just, I just finished 11 years. Like, not on. finished yet. Don't worry. Still not. I'm not using that. He's on. Not using that R word yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, if Toronto calls. Whew, I'll get into shape. Um, give me, give me so four. They, did. they give gave me four weeks. To the, the vet. You know? Yeah, I, even if it's the Marlies, yeah, if you're watching, if the Marlies are watching right now, I'll get, get enough I'll people. Get it's, gonna have, it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, but uh, it, I've just watched the game change like tenfold. Where it was very veteran heavy, it was very old school when I came in, and I, I watched it slowly dissipate and not dissipate, but kind of transition into. Um, like I said off camera you before, the, the young guys are the engine of the team now. Yeah. It, it's it's not as much of a veteran thing. Well, we used to run the locker room, like it, what, what we said when, and now it's the young guy's not happy. We gotta cater. We gotta cater to him. You know, if our star young 20 year old center is isn't happy about something, we're gonna do what he wants to do. To, which is crazy. It's but crazy. It's the way that it's the way that the game's gone. It's it's taken it's it's taken a bit of a turn and. I don't love it, but you know it is. It is what it is. You have to adapt. You adapt, or you, yeah. you don't play anymore. You know. It's crazy in the sense that <clears throat> I think that veteran presence, to your point earlier, was is so important for those young guys to learn from the vets. Going out for dinner, like that's part of the routine. That's part of what you do, and you're learning from those guys. Because going for dinner. Even if you're having beers or not, it doesn't matter. It's learning, it's having those conversations, being like, man, you know, so I realized that 
now when I'm taking this draw, if I turn my wrist slightly more this direction, I'm going to end up actually winning more faceoffs. Yeah. Like little shit like that that you don't actually talk about on your day to day when you're on the ice, when you're in the training room lifting. Like those are the kind of things that a veteran, and it's the same in business. Like uh, having a mentor, right? It's the exact same thing. Having a, having someone that's no, older than you that has gone through something for 10, 15 years provides so much value to you that that's what's important, right? And that's what a lot of it, I think, is being overlooked right now. Yeah, it's incalculable, the, the, um, the, the lessons, anything you can learn. And I used to be really inquisitive. Like I used to... I used to ask. I'd be asking questions all the time. I just told you about asking Robs. Yeah. I'd be asking old guys, old, older, older guys. <laughs> oh, I, I'm that guy now, so I don't want to say old guys. Um, but I'd be asking guys questions all the time. You're exactly right. I'd say, you know, like, we, we didn't talk a ton of hockey um, when we were away from the rink, but right. it didn't matter if it was at the rink. I'd, I'd be asking, you know, when I'm on the wall, what do, what do you do here? I'd be asking goalies. I'd say, hey, when I come down, when I have my blade like this, what are you seeing? And a goalie would tell me, okay, well, I know you're going to shoot short side. I can see it on the, I can see it on the tip of your blade. I know you're going short side. And you do that every time. So I'd be like, okay, shit, I got to change this up, right? Yeah. I didn't get a lot of those opportunities in, in, in the <laughs> game. I'm not coming down on two on ones in the game, sniping at short side. But um, I'd be saying, I'd be asking like tougher other guys that fought. I remember playing with Eric Goddard, and I'd be like, hey, you're fighting a lefty. How do, how do you like to go in? Like, like how, how do you like to approach that? And he'd be like. Ah, you know, like this is this is my kind of thing, and I sat beside gods in the room actually, and I remember asking him. I would just be like, I'd be like, hey, who's the toughest guy you ever fought? Like, tell me about it. Like, tell me about your scrap. It was Colton Orr, by the way. He said that okay. he was the toughest human being ever. Huh. Um, but I used to just love hearing these stories, and um, I remember my first, yeah, my first year, I would I would go to I would ask these guys, hey, can I come for dinner with you guys? I remember learning how to play crib online. We didn't even have freaking YouTube. I don't even know. I don't know how I learned it. I think I read it in a freaking book. Like how to play, like literally a book called How to Play Cribbage, because the older guys in the back were always looking for guys to play crib. Yeah. So I just learned this how to back play. Back of the plane. This is back of the bus. On the we, bus. In the minors, we don't plane anywhere. Well, actually, I, we do, but we fly fly Southwest. And, uh, <laughs> you don't want to fly Southwest. Shout out, is, shout out Southwest. This is not an ad for Southwest. Shut, this is, this this is not. Shout out Southwest, but this is not an ad for Southwest. Um, <laughs> I literally did like a book on freaking how to, you know, how to play cribbage just so the one day when they're like, hey, we need a guy to play crib. Does anyone know how? I'm like, I'm like I, I play it. I don't know how to play it. They're like, all right, come back, come back. And then once I played, I had like the free, like the free pass to the back of the bus. I just wanted, nice. to, be, I just wanted to be one of, one of the boys, you know? That's amazing. Dude, so cool. So cool. This has been awesome. The, uh, okay, so who's the person that... Who was your best fight? Who was the most intimidating? The toughest? Yeah, the toughest fight. Toughest or most intimidating? <laughs> Let's go Actually, both. they're probably the same thing. Yeah, I would assume. Um, for me, it was Brian McGrath every time. I'll say it every time. Yeah. And just like the height of it too, like Battle of Alberta. He's a guy that I watched fight freaking Ty Domi when I was growing up. Yeah. Like, and towards the end of Ty's career, he beat up Ty pretty good a couple times. And now it's Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, you know, Battle of Alberta, and I'm I'm squaring off at center ice with Brian McGratton. And that was the one my brother told me after the game, he was in Calgary, and he said, Man, I, I was I was cringing. I had to look away. He said I, I couldn't watch and Big Earn does this thing where most guys have their hands up like this. Big Earn takes 
Big Earn takes his freaking hands like this, and he looks at you like this. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes like that, and he just looks at, just for a couple seconds, and I'm standing there, I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. oh I think, I'm like, can I not do that? Yeah, I'm, can I'm, I retract I'm, my statement? I'm, I'm good, actually. Sorry for asking. I'm good. Right? Never mind. Let's just like, roll the camera back. Yeah, so I, I just remember being like lined up against him, and we actually had a really, really good scrap, and he gave me a pat on the head after, and he said, uh, Say good job, kid, or something like that. Good scrap, kid, or something like that. Uh, but that was the time where I literally, like, I, I shit myself. Like, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I, I was grabbed by a human being that I didn't know could be that strong. Like he literally grabbed onto me, and I'm like, oh man, I better not make a mistake. Here. Yeah. Which is what you shouldn't think when you're fighting one of the toughest humans. But he said in that Ice Guardians movie, he's like, I get excited. To fight. He's yeah, like, that's I, it. he gets pleasure see, yeah. from fighting guys. See, I told you before that I lived in a constant state of nerve yeah. and He's you know, terror. It was for guys like this. And to know that a guy is literally saying that he enjoys getting punched in the face, He's I'm a, like, what, so what am I going to do to this guy then? I'm just, I'm making him happy. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm, him, the I'm, puppet give, I'm giving him what he wants. Like, he, he said in there, he's like, sometimes I let the guy hit me first. I'm like, oh, I know. I know. oh, that's a different breed of a human being right there. He's like, yeah, just give me one off the chin here. Give me a quick one first, just to I get know. me fired up. And I, I was the guy that as soon as I got hit, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> so have you heard of uh, Andrew Peters, Sabres? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, I met him at the Canoe Club as well, but I'm going to have him, we're going to do a walk through St. Catharines, similar to how we did nice, this in Toronto. Nice. Um, but he said he he had met you, or he knew about you and he had said if you guys had ever crossed paths you would have had to fight but you never did. That's just kind of accepted in your guys's. Yeah, roles, right? and I hated it being like I don't want to say stage like that where you're like shit I know I'm gonna have to fight this guy, but there were guys like that I would play against that I knew were gonna be literally running around the rank doing whatever they wanted. Yeah taking liberties on guys and it was my job to make that not happen and if yeah. it did to make that person go away you know like to yeah. settle that person down um, and I would just I would, some some games some games I'd be praying a guy like Andrew Peters and you know a guy like Big Earn I'd be like I'd see him go in for a check or something like that. I'd be like, don't finish that, don't finish that. And then he'd just flatten some of that. I'd be like, oh boy, all right, here we go. I'm, all right, let's go. All right, Buckle up, baby. Time. All right. Here we go. And I would never get the tap from coach. I would never, that was one thing I proud of myself in was I never got the tap from coach. I would never have to get the, you know, hey, you're up. But like. You knew. Yeah, I just knew. Yeah. Like, like a lot of guys couldn't figure. I think that's why I played for such a long that's time. Crazy. I did that for did my role for such a long time. I actually got really upset when coaches would do that to me. I had a coach do that to me in the minors a couple years ago, and I told him, I literally told him to never do that again. I said, don't ever. I I, I didn't want to make it yeah. myself sound like a, like an asshole, but I was like, I know the time and the place. I've yeah. done this for a long time. If you really, really, really are disagree with something, then we can have a conversation. But. I don't ever want to get this one on the back and say, hey, get out there. It's your turn. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it's, having done it for so long, you know, yeah. you know the feeling but in the I, arena. You can tell. You, you can sense you know the vibe, what, yeah. everything. And I used to love to scrap too if the building, if the boys were just dead, if the building was just dead. Um, it's that energy you said you'd feed off it. I, I'd, I'd go start running around and I wouldn't, I wouldn't look for it, but I would, I would be finishing guys. I'd, I'd skate by their bench with a big smile on my face and 
I know there would be a couple guys getting fired up there, so I'd... Should you know, be sponsored by OLB, eh? <laughs> I'm missing freaking three. I need, need some teeth done. I feel like they'll fix that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I don't know, he's waving the first mile. Oh, I oh. thought he was waving at us. <laughs> sure, I was thinking we were popular. <laughs> he's just enjoying it. There you go. Um, uh, shit. <laughs> that was so funny. He thought, he thought he was waving to him, but was the, girl, so the girl was behind him. But, uh, no, yeah, I used to love getting the building fired up and getting the boys fired up. The best part was always for me, um, your teammates, like mm. skating, like from the bench to the box, or or um, fighting with less than five in, the, in a period, and um, you get back in the dressing room, and the boys are like, "Fucking right, Spazzy, yeah, like that's unreal." And then your coach comes in, and he says, "Hey, oh, you, good job, guys." You know, I used to love that. I didn't need a lot of appraisal. I didn't need a lot of. You know, hip hip hooray from me, but it was always nice to get yeah. a little pat on the back and say, "Hey, thanks for going, putting your face and your body on the line for." And kind of how I want to end this episode is the way last time we chatted, you got pretty choked up about how rewarding your role was playing in the NHL and you know basically putting your body on the line. So. I want to bring to light what that what that means to you because people don't necessarily understand and realize how important that is to recognize and feel. Yeah, you know, man, it's um, it was a very humbling job I did. It was uh, it's, it's said that it's a it's a hard way to make an easy living. They say as a tough guy, it's um, it's it's terror and it's you know a lot of nerves and anxiety, but. I mean, look at me now. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Right? You're enjoying you beers know, on a patio. Um, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I, I, um, the best part for me, like we talked about, was was the guys and you know having ex teammates call you and say, hey, do you, you know, I'm in town. Do you want to go? Do you want to grab a bite? Like, how you doing? Like, what's going on? Um, I, I always did it. I never did it for coaches and management. I never did it for. For, you know, you could say I did it for the fans a little bit, but at the end of the day, I did it for the guys, you know, the other 23, 22 guys that I was playing with um, night in, night out, and uh, that, that was the best part of it for me was the, the friendships I made, and it's wedding season now, I know we're in COVID, but I get all these wedding invites from <laughs> former teammates that, you know, want me to come and, and something as small as a wedding, I know it's not a small thing, but something as small as a wedding, you know, getting invited to join in celebration with someone, and um, it's incredibly humbling, man, it, it really is. It's amazing. Well, I'm glad we're able to share your story and share kind of where you grew up. Man, this is amazing. It's yeah, cool. It's great. I appreciate any, it. Anytime. We'll do a part two. We'll go to we're gonna house. We're going to go play some golf. We're going to go to the house, see the stick collection. And, stick, uh, stay tuned. And uh, hopefully I can be in golf because... Hopefully I can get off the tee. Yeah, I'll beat you off the tee. You might beat the total though. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. I look forward to it. Right, More beers. Thank you guys for listening to the 49th episode of the Athletes Podcast. That was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed. Big thank you to our sponsors, as always, Popeye's Supplement, St. Catharines, Nathan Jackson Fitness, as well as Heads Up Can. See you guys next time.